and welcome to 2022. Everything sucks and I hate the world. I'm Corey here with Ladies First and Taylor's back. Hello. I say I hate the world because I live in Los Angeles and I caught breakthrough COVID and everything sucks. Thank God I'm vaccinated. (laughs) I really don't want to know what I'd be feeling like right now if I weren't. So this is obviously because I am in isolation and recovering from COVID. This is going to be a slightly shorter episode this month, but that's okay. We're going to give it the good college try. And Taylor is going to help me out because (laughs) I am having a time. I am always here for more support and whatever else you need me for. So we were going to talk about two films today and they have an overarching theme so it's not that we're just talking about like random films even though people once you hear what one of these films are will be like well no shit you're talking about that Corey. you've already written about it but we are talking about one of my favorites recently in 2019's charlie's angels taylor you want to tell us what the other film is um we're also going to be talking about um Ghostbusters from 2016. Um, And they sound like they might be very different in terms of genre. One is more action comedy. One is more like action paranormal comedy. But they actually have a lot in common in terms of themes around friendship between women and how that kind of friendship can help um, women self-actualize, which is really cool to see. So, yes, there's a little bit of like romantic subplot but that is not the main feature of any of these films of either of these films it's mainly like women coming together and forming bonds of friendship and those friendships helping like taylor said self-actualizing and lifting up everybody involved to you know not being alone or not being i don't have to shoulder everything or Teamwork makes the dream work, so to speak. <clears throat> you know, obviously in Ghostbusters, all four women were kind of isolated either by rift or just working a job in the subway that you were bored by, but they all came together and through that friendship found a purpose. And formed deeper bonds of like they're they're connected again and i think it's a really sweet point of uh kristen wick's character literally diving into i guess the nether realm to save melissa mccarthy's character who was totally gonna pull the sacrifice play and was just like all right this is it and you just see like these two had had the strained friendship at the very beginning and that reconnection I think is very, very sweet and well done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just thought of this while you were talking about like the rift and like, you know, isolated characters, but I rewatched the movie this past week in prep for this recording. And I just thought of this, but this movie with these characters who are isolated socially coming together, it resonates so much more with the pandemic and the idea of just watching character, all these wonderful bonding moments between characters. I read a great article where the critic was talking about how one of the ways this movie is arguably better than 
the original Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters movie from the 80s is because this one actually took its time to really establish like why these characters are working together and why they're friends. Mm-hmm. And that was something I really appreciated about this movie. Um, and just so many great moments between them where they're just bonding or making jokes between themselves. Um, like when they're having sharing Chinese takeout or whatever. And yeah, I wish more movies took their time and seeding those friendship moments, seeding those little things d- between plot moments. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, to go to 2019 Charlie's Angels, I think a really good example of that is like Jane Kano, the character played by Ella Belinska, <clears throat> pardon me, is very much like I'm a loan operator. I work alone. Like that's her entire thing. And then she gets shoved into a team up with another woman, Sabina, played by Kristen Stewart, who very much annoys her. In fact, she pushed her off a roof at the beginning of the uh movie and a previously seen um so it's it's very much jane's arc in that film is she even says you know you taught me that i don't have to do everything alone which is also such a great message for anyone in general but especially for women because we're always taught that we have to do everything and we shouldn't ask for help and that you know it's that sense of isolation emotionally we all deal with like I'm terrible at asking for help. Anyone who knows me well enough will tell you that. Mm-hmm. And so I was very moved by that scene between Jane where she thought Sabina might be dying and she just breaks down crying when she sees Sabina wake up. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this moment has been earned because the film took its time to see their relationship and their building friendship. But also because it's like, I know what it's like to when you start to open up to someone and the vulnerability that takes. And I think it's Mm -hmm. important for films to acknowledge how hard it is to be vulnerable, especially in the modern world. Like we are so often encouraged to not be vulnerable, like to be like, um, you know, go it alone. um, You've got to solve your own problems. Yes. You know, I don't like the term girl bars. Um, I think it's really, um, like girl boss is almost condescending. Like you're a girl boss. You don't say boy boss, but right. like it kind of, it's appropriate. You know, you have these super intense spy ladies kicking butt, kicking ass and they often are alone. And like, it's hard to like fully connect. And so it's really meaningful when they do form relate connections with other angels and know that they have people they can rely on. Well, and it's not just that. It's also, again, they build each other up. Like, you you take a look at Alina. Yeah. And she is not a part of this world at all, but she's trying to do the right thing, contacts the angels, and then winds up joining the team because she's empowered by her new friends. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Even if yeah. there is some good nature teasing. Which every good friendship should have. <laughs> exactly. It's like good friendship is like a, is a sibling like relationship and no one can like make fun of you except your siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, my, one of my favorite parts of the movie was the end credit scene, which was the training montage, because it's like we get to see a woman in 
like a story gets you go through the training. She gets to prove herself, make errors, gets to go through the trials, but also have her friends cheering her on from the sidelines and like cheering her on. And just, it was really great. Yeah. When she lands the plane, you see like um, Jane and Sabina are driving up. Like they're waiting for her. Like they knew she was going to do it. They had that much faith in her and they were just excited because, you know, the film ends with their, a trio now of like they're mm-hmm. their own team going forward yeah it was a very be- beautiful moment <clears throat> and exactly the kind of story we need right now i'd never i'd never actually seen this movie i was not that familiar with charlie's angels as a franchise so i watched it for the first time this past week and it was just a really fun thing to watch after watching ghostbusters and just being like yeah Yeah, it's fun and it's uplifting and it's a fun popcorn film. And I don't understand why people had such an issue with this. Like it's it's, women deserve to have fun team up movies. Like why cannot why can't we live? Yeah, that's something I really hate that we that every piece of film that is made that is like either like made by a person of color or a queer person or a woman or whomever <laughs> that is not like the stereotypical white auteur male has to be like the next great Oscar bait film. Yeah. And it creates, it's this annoying pedestal position. And, you know, let us have basic fun movies. At the end like, of the day- How many Expendables are there? How many Fast and Furious movies are there? Like, come on. I was just thinking about this walking home today from my um, jaunt outside and just thinking about, like, how many Batman movies there are in the past just 20 to 30 years, various actors and directors. Um, Like, they're making another Batman movie, Robert Pattinson, even though there was just a new Batman Batman adjacent movie um, just a few years ago, Batman, Superman v. Batman with a different Batman actor. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, no, Batman's great character, don't get me wrong, but like... Why, why can there not be an ongoing, just fun, silly Charlie's Angels stuff? Why does it have to turn into this? And that's the thing, it's like, Ghostbusters, there was a bunch of angry men online whining about their childhood being stolen, like they were somehow losing those old movies. But then when they were redoing a franchise that was centered around women, they still couldn't handle that. I'm like, you're losing nothing from this. You weren't losing anything before, but this doesn't even affect you. Why the fuck? (coughs) Pardon me. Why the fuck can y'all not fucking live and let fucking live? Yeah. Not everything is fucking for you. Pardon my language. I mean, it's a pandemic. You can't swear like a sailor during a pandemic. When can you swear like a sailor? Amen. It's just this very much idea that women cannot have a thing that is theirs really meant for them and them alone and about them celebrating the relationships they have with each other, um, where men aren't the focus, where the relation, their relationships with other men aren't the, aren't the focus. You know, like, there are male characters in these movies, but they aren't, like, the driving force. They aren't, like, the protagonists. They, there are sort of love interest in these movies male love interest but again they aren't you know the main focus mm-hmm. except as antagonists i and, mean like yeah there's noah centineo and charlie's angels but he is just so tertiary he's in like two scenes yeah and he's like 
Like he yeah, he's like, literally the damsel in distress type. He is, and it's Noah's. Yeah, it's I don't want to call him the Netflix boyfriend actor, but he's just because he's a good actor. It's just that he is n- not like the driving force. Like he is there for a specific reason and it's not because he is carrying the film yes it's no offense he is not that he's not a good actor or does not have potential to be a um, leading actor for a film project at all i think he has he could do it but it was not that was not his purpose for this film project right he, he, he was there to in another film that would have been like a romantic lady interest role let's be exactly real. that's what he was there for and that's okay Because the film wasn't about that, really. It was about these three women coming together and finding their, you know, their Bosley and really kind of forming a new Charlie's Angels trio. Mm -hmm. It, yeah, it reminds me of this video essay I once watched that talked about this film actress and why, um, it wasn't actually about a film actress, it was talking about like why, um, I think it's why Silence of the Lamb, like, why the that actress Jodie Foster won Best Actress at the Oscars over the Thelma and Louise actresses. And it talked about how, you know, there was this one audience at a talk show and the women and the hosts, they were talking back and forth about Thelma and Louise and how, you know, Thelma and Louise is a movie about sisterhood. It's not a buddy road trip movie. And I think that's one of the reasons why, even though Ghostbusters 2016 and Charlie's Angels 2019 are both very much regular action comedy movies in many respects, they are intrinsically different from their counterparts, like the original Ghostbusters and traditional um, spy action movies, um, because since they are centered around women and their friendships with other women, the types of bonds that are being portrayed are different. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of connection between women is different than the connection between women, not because men and women are like inherently different, um, but because like the way society treats men and women differently means that the kind of bonds we form are slightly different, like the kind of bonding we do, it's like, um, like it reminds me of the scene when in Charlie's Angels 2019, when they were talking about their experiences and like opening about their past and just, um, Elena talked about how like her boss was creeping on her. And that's like something, that's like a very common thing for them to share when they're talking about their experiences with other women, mm-hmm. you know, being like, oh yeah, want to talk be like, yeah, this is something that happened to me. And the other woman next to be like, yeah, I had a similar thing when I was similar in your age. And it's that, bond to protect each other from similar things happening again on top of just this synergy uh and that's why i like the word sisterhood over buddy cop because it's like different dynamics at play Mm -hmm. again not trying to fall into biological essentialism just recognizing that we live in a society right it's familial almost not just Yes, exactly. It's more like a wolf pack bond. Um, yeah, like, there we go. <laughs> it's like found, it's like more found family than just like two bros who care about each other, but don't want to show too much care because they don't want to, because they're like very much no homo. 
because mm. God forbid men show affection for each other. And see, that's my thing is, you know, in our society, by our society, I mean, U.S. society, culture, whatever you want to call it. It's yes. Women are the ones who have the friendships. They're the more emotional ones, blah, blah, blah. Well, why don't we get to see it in movies? You see women in movies are normally paired against each other. Like there's some competition. You keep going on about, well, women are the ones that have all these friendships. Well, you never let anybody show them. Yeah, it reminds me. I was like, while I was like thinking about this topic, I was thinking a lot about the Bechdel test and just how so many films just fail the basic premise of it. And for those of our listeners who aren't familiar with the Bechdel test, it comes from um, Alison Bechdel's comic strip, um, um, from the 80s and it's literally um about two the comic strip the specific comic strip is about two lesbians who want to go see a movie and it's like one of them has this rule where she only goes to see a movie where two women where there are two women in it and they talk and and they talk about something that isn't about a man and like that's a very hard thing for a lot of major movies to like meet um and so it's just this idea that like it's very threatening almost to the status quo for women to be together Mm -hmm. just doing their things living their lives with you know having their connections with each other and men not being involved right you know because they have so much it's show you know it's showing it's this proof that men aren't needed and that women are autonomous beings and that you know it reminds me of how like in the past the term gossip was like a term for female friendship and then it like over time devolved into this term to like with a very negative connotation Mm -hmm. and how like I think in French um there's actually like you have like a, a feminine version of like gossip but you don't have a masculine term for a gossipy person. It's only only feminized for a gossipy person. And this idea that women are, this idea that women, oh, women are catty. They talk behind each other's backs. They can't be real friends. Right. When, why not? Why is it so threatening that, that women can be friends? And again, that's just, it's so weird to me because it's the popular convention that women are the ones that have all these big friend groups, you know? Mm-hmm. women are yeah. the ones they've got all these friends they have their girlfriends they go out blah 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 blah, blah. and i'm like you you really set it up that there is no way to win here mm-hmm. and i'm not saying you know like toxic masculinity i'm not saying masculinity itself is toxic i'm referring to the part of that is just like men can't show emotions men can't have deep relationships otherwise they're a sissy that type of stuff that is a problem it needs to be addressed but the fact that 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 the um, goalpost keeps moving, it keeps moving. Like when is it gonna be enough? Yeah, and just I was just thinking about just with these goalposts moving, just because re- I was rereading article. I was like reading articles from 2016 about Ghostbusters to just get a sense of what the backlash was like then. Cause I didn't see the movie when it came out. So I only had heard rumblings about all the, the, the nonsense. And just to see 
how much criticism it was getting before it even came out and how much, you know, upset there was over the box office numbers when it came out the first few weeks and how like, oh, it's tanking, it's so bad, it's failing. And I'm like, and how it clearly wasn't and how people were clearly setting it up to fail with how they were talking about it. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it couldn't just be allowed to be a film. You know, I know any kind of remake or reboot is going to struggle because it has a predecessor and it has that shadow, Um, especially for a film like Ghostbusters where they are changing it to have, you know, women in the lead having, and also the racism involved with Leslie Jones and what she endured. It's just so frustrating that we can't have something as simple as movies about female friendships that are mainstream based off major franchises without there being some kind of controversy. I mean, like, like it does not hurt. It is not hurting them. It's not yeah. taking away the old films. It's not saying you can never do another one. Literally is just, I'm angry that you get to have this one thing, even though I have so many other things. I don't want you to have anything. Yeah. And with Charlie's Angels, it wasn't even anything like, like it literally, like there wasn't even like a masculine thing that it was rebooting. It was always a <clears throat> woman-led franchise too. So they were, again, just being angry because a woman was directing, writing, producing, and that they were just rebooting another woman-led thing. And it's like, can we can't have one thing. But I'm just glad that like all the actors involved in the two projects both all had a good time and had Mm -hmm. like good experiences overall. And that, you know, I hope that their legacies in the years coming forward will continue to like prove their worth. Cause I feel like, I don't know. I hope that like, these are the kind of films that as the years go on that with distance, people will look back and go, yeah. This is pretty fun. This was, this was, I don't this understand was, yeah. why there was a big brouhaha over this. Like, I was, when I was watching Charlie's Angels, something I really appreciated was how they made Elena like an engineer hacker type because she was the new member to the team essentially. She wasn't trained, she wasn't the kick ass fighter. So, her being like this hacker type meant that when she had to stay in the sidelines and be locked in a room, she could still do something by using the computer to control the tech. And so this right. is a really cool way to like m- maximize her skill set while also still being practical and not sending a newbie out into the field. Right. I mean, and that's the thing of you're thinking this thing's about to blow. And Sabina's even like, uh, are we supposed to be worried about that? And she's like, oh, no, I just made it blank. It's fine. They don't know anything. And you realize her entire urgency was just to get them out of there. Not that she was worried about, oh, something's about to go boom. Because she already took care of it. She already handled herself. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So, yes, that's what we have to say about these. Like I said, it's a shorter episode because I'm about to go cough up a lung. Don't. (coughs) Pardon me. Like I said, I'm about to go cough up along. Don't forget to check out our other podcasts. All Bark, No Dice, Anime Attaché, Beneath the Screen of the Ultra Critics, Cannon Fodder, Fae Forge Academy. It's every Friday. 
Obviously, ladies first. That's Haram and right to survive. I think I got them all. Yes, I'm checking the list Taylor gave me. We got them. So, yes, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you're taking care of yourselves wherever you are in the world listening to this. I hope you're all staying safe. We will be back with a full-length episode in February when I don't have lungs trying to leave my body. Thank you for tuning in. Taylor, you want to send us out? Have a good day or night, depending on your time of day, everyone. If you haven't already, get vaccinated. If you can, wear a mask and please still social distance if you can. Bye. Good night.